Prayer and cell growth. Luke 18.1, our Lord spoke a parable and said to them, men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Now, I want to encourage you not to switch off because you think you've heard all that you can about prayer. Um, I, I assure you that in my experience of um, walking with the Lord and doing ministry and leading cell groups, this is a very important variable that you must appreciate if you want to see yourself as a disciple of Christ mature and your cell grow healthily. Uh, prayer, as we know, enables believers to spend enough time with God and receive from Him what we should do and how we should go about things. And uh, if you are thinking about cell leadership, then it is just as vital that the cell leader learns to hear from God through their time spent with him and learn to, from him how he wants them to lead. Um, when we are praying, it is a sign and evidence that we are relying on God to grow the cell and not on ourselves. We are looking to him for his anointing and see him as the source for the life and the growth and the multiplication of the cell. It is very important that the cell leader recognizes that it is God who gives the increase. Otherwise, what will happen is what was described, where once the cell leader leaves, the people leave as well, because they, by themselves, are bringing the people in. So once they leave, the people leave. Cell leaders must seek God fervently, must learn to seek God fervently, so that he empowers them to see so saved, see people discipled, and see multiplication as a result of cell growth. Three key things. People being saved, people being discipled, and the cell multiplying are all supernatural. They're supernatural. They're not natural. We're not talking about just hiving people off. We're talking about something that has organically developed as the Spirit of God has empowered the leader and has multiplied. So if you want a situation where your cell can grow, where people are being made into Christ-likeness and where they can multiply, if you want that, then you need to know how to access God. And I tell you something, it takes the stress out of it it takes the pressure to perform out of it because the key thing you're interested in is connecting with God. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, your cell becomes an overflow of your relationship with God. And so when things are not cool with God, things are not cool with the cell. And it drives you to seek the Lord. Now, um, often when people are, please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say, but often when people are going cold in the Lord, and don't want to press in anymore, one of the first things that go is their cell ministry. One of the first things. I'm not saying that to say anybody who decides to step down is going cold in the Lord. Please, I hope you're hearing my heart. All right, now, there, I don't know, do you have it in there why we need to pray? Do you have it there? Yes. Good, then I don't need to go over it. Let's, let's move on. Um, that, that, that's clear. It's clear enough. Um, so I want to talk about this devotional life of a, a believer and cell growth the devotional life of a cell leader and the growth of the cell. So, 
Over 700, 700 cell leaders were surveyed by a guy called Joel Kamiski, and I want to recommend this book. I've made a lot of notes out of this book, and uh, I would highly recommend you study it. Um, I think this is the best book I have read on cell growth and cell ministry in general. I've read um, one or two books, Yongi Cho's book included, but this to me is the best. It's called Home Cell Group Explosion. I would highly recommend cell leaders read it. I would highly recommend pastors teach their church out of this because it is so fantastic. Um, Joel Kamiski. No, I didn't name my son Joel because of him. Also, I want to recommend this book here. Um, this, this book here is by a guy called Joseph. Joseph Wood. Hey, same name as me, Joseph Wood. And um, this book is really good. It's called The Christian Discipleship Manual. It is a nugget of treasure for you to teach your cell members. If you learn what's in here for yourself as a leader, you have the tools of what it means to be a disciple and you'll be grounded in solid Orthodox Christian doctrine, and uh, you'll be very sound and very powerful as a teacher. So I highly recommend it. This book is very cheap, very, very cheap. And Miga normally goes for 30 pounds, but because you are here, we give you a, a discount. So you just have to buy for a Miga, Miga, 25 pounds. All right, so let's move on. And all the proceeds go to the missions of God's work. Amen. All right, so the devotional life of a cell leader. So there has been a clear correlation. Joe Kaminsky, he did this study and he showed that there is a direct correlation between cell multiplication and the leader spending time with God. I mean, he did a forensic study and he discovered something that cell leaders who spent 90 minutes or more a day in prayer, multiply their cell twice as fast as those who spend 30 minutes or less. That is one of the variables. And there's other things, and we'll touch on it in the next segment, um, about some of the things that makes a cell leader successful versus some of the things that doesn't. And let me just say this. Gender doesn't count. Background rarely counts. Personality, whether you are extrovert or introvert, it doesn't really come into whether your cell is going to grow and multiply. And guess what? Spiritual gifting doesn't really um, give you an edge. So whether you're an evangelist or a pastor or someone who is into hospitality or someone who has leadership or administrative skills or somebody who likes to just encourage people, in terms of multiplying cell groups, that doesn't make a difference. The key things that makes a difference are the things that we're touching on. And one of those key things is prayer, your devotional life. Learning to spend quality time with God. So factually speaking, according to that survey, those who spent 90 minutes or more in prayer multiplied the groups twice as much as those who spend less than half an hour a day. Of course, the correlation is logical because as you spend times with the Lord, he empowers you, the Holy Spirit empowers you to be effective in whatever you're doing. So whether you, you work as an accountant or whether you're a teacher or whether you're, you're, you're a lawyer or whether you're a homemaker, if you are spending about an hour and a half or so plus a day with God in whatever you're called to do, you are more empowered. It just stands to 
reason. And uh, cell leaders who are doing this find that they move under God's guidance with an untouchable sense of direction and leadership. So those who come to the cell can tell that this person is in contact with God and they have confidence in your leadership. Um, so the daily devotional time of a leader is the single most important discipline in their life. Is the, and especially the devotional time spent primarily in prayer and also in the word. Um, it is so important. Now, when I say prayer, I include worshiping God. I include praying with the spirit. I include meditating. I include dialoguing with him and all those other wonderful elements. Um, not spending time with the Lord in prayer and his word will only result in defeat, in failure, and in agony. And at times, this is what happens with cell leaders. They're not connecting with God, and they're trying to minister, and it becomes a drudgery. It becomes hard. It becomes difficult. You can get away with one week or two weeks, but after the third and four weeks, we'll all be able to tell, especially you, that you're dry. Okay. So when we start our day or any other spiritual endeavor, Focusing on God, we allow him to anoint us for what is ahead. And this is one of the things I really want to encourage you as cell leaders or as um, believers, that you leave this place with a passion, a desire to connect with God in your secret history. That you, whatever level of grace you have in prayer at the moment, you are not satisfied until you are at a place where you feel like you are meeting what the Holy Spirit requires of you. Remember, if the Lord Jesus spent a lot of time in prayer, then how much more us? Now, it does not mean you quit your job and you pray all day. No, that is called stupidity if you're not called to it. You, 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 first of all, you'll be bored after about, um, about an hour. You, you'd, you'd have said all the prayers. I remember many years ago when I was planting our church in Scotland, um, I spent about... Oh, I started praying about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. I was praying, 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 till about 6 o'clock. Praying, praying, praying. And then I just said, you know what, Lord, I've had enough. I can't pray anymore. I've prayed out. I'm actually, I've never experienced this before. I remember the time because that's when Chelsea were playing in the Champions League. And I thought, let's just use some of this anointing they were missing. So I said, okay, I want Chelsea to win. And they won. But for, you know what, this is enough. I don't even support them. But hey, they're English, so how about it? Let them win, let them win. So they, they miss, miss, let this one, and they won. For a while, imagine that. Nobody will believe me if I tell them, but hey, anyway. <laughs> till, no, yeah, till seven or eight. When was the final? When was the time the final, when they were about to pay those penalties, that's when I kind of had enough of the praying. Switch on the telephone, oh! It's penalties. Mm. Let Chelsea win. Let Chelsea win. <laughs> anyway, let's move on quickly. Enough distractions. I don't like Chelsea normally. Let's just speak. We're so a little bit clear. I don't like them. Anyway, but let's move on. So, as a cell leader, to be effective, you do not need to give up your job or give up your family or give up your time with your wife or your husband because you are praying to be effective. All these things are extremes that people get up to that are useless, so that we're clear. Um, however, the other extreme is where people try to do what we call fast food devotional times. You know, they get this little 
daily bread or daily something, raspody of raspodies, and then they, you know, I've read my raspody in 1.5, and then shabokobogobo, amen, Lord, be with me today, and I'm done. That is not going to help you to grow. For the new Christian, yeah. For the new Christian, of course. But you, after 10 years, Rhapsody, seriously, you need to get more Rhapsodies than that. You need more than that. But it's good to be able to recognize when you don't have the grace of prayer on your life. And that's one of the things I recognized very early that helped me. Where I recognized, oh, the grace to pray is not there. And I asked for the grace. And, you know, with God, he's so wonderful. You just have to ask. He said, Lord, give me the grace. And he gave me the grace. Somebody said, so you started praying five hours. No. Started the grace, empowered me to do five minutes. Then after five minutes for a while, we graduated from five to 20. What's the percentage? Is it 500%? Come on, the mathematicians. 400%. I was checking. 400%. 100%. And then from 20 minutes, I aimed for one hour. And it took me two years from 20 minutes to one hour. But then after one hour, the rest was history. And what I'm saying is, is that God will give you the grace, but you have to exercise that grace. And uh, even till now, I still find it hard to pray. Even till now, I still find it a mystery in prayer. And I've just finished my book, which will be coming out by the end of this month. And you should buy it. It will empower you. But you can buy the book and put it on the shelf. It's not going to make you pray. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I want to encourage you to really pursue that. Those cell leaders who want their cell to grow and multiply should start by setting aside time with the Lord to help them make it happen. You have to be intentional. But set realistic goals. Don't go and set goals that are beyond your reach. You know, before I went into the ministry full-time, um, I was holding a job full-time. Um, and so what I tended to do was in the mornings, I'd spend about half an hour in prayer, which was always horrible most of the time. And, and hardly was ever a joyous occasion. I struggled with sleep and all that stuff. I mean, you guys are so holy and spiritual. You don't know what I'm talking about. But I still aim for it. And then in the afternoons, I'd spend about 10, 15 minutes in, in the lunch, as part of my lunch break, in prayer in the little boy's room, um, praying, that's the toilets, praying. And then after that, in the evenings, that's when, when I'd go home, I'd spend like about an hour or so praying. And, and normally it would just be an hour. Let's not, let's not get carried away. Just an hour and praying. And then in the weekends, I'd spend more time in prayer. And that's what I used to do as a matter of course. And now I realize, of course, when I looked at these variables, I realized that that's what helped me to just have that life, keep plugging in. There were many times when in, the, in those prayer sessions it was dry. Many times it was dry. You know, the idea that you think that it's going to be like Moses where you walk up and the pillar of cloud is going to come and then it's just, um, you speak by St. Joseph. It doesn't work like that. You know, there are so many different dynamics to prayer, but you have to learn to press in. Amen. All right. So your prayer time must be specific and it must be intentional as a cell leader. You have, remember, if you're thinking about growth, if you're thinking about your ministry, if you're thinking about anointing, you have to be intentional. You cannot think it's just going to happen by osmosis. One day I'll be anointed. One day I will flow. It doesn't work like that. You have to be intentional. The minute you ask God for the grace, if the willingness is there, 
That's the key. If you are willing. You see, if you're not willing, then you have to, you have to be honest. I don't care for this prayer malarkey. Then that's fine. But if there is a willingness and you ask him for grace and you receive by faith, then the grace is there. But it takes time for grace to work out. And you have to recognize that. Now, we're talking about prayer and cell growth. In the same way, you have to be intentional. And you can be very blunt with God. I, I like to be honest. I say, you know what? We both know the deal here. The only reason why I'm spending this time to pray is because I have to speak to these people. And if, I don't, if you don't annoy me, I'm going to look like a fool. So I'm not doing this because I really love you. I'm not doing it because I love the people. I'm doing it because I want to look good. And that's the truth. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. So tell the truth. Amen. I didn't say that to God today. I'm just giving that as an example. I'm just giving that as an example. Right? The reason why I'm saying that is this. Your mind, you might say, no, but I don't want to just be praying because of cell growth. What's that? Remember our foundation. Cell growth is about discipleship, about pursuing Jesus. And on that road to pursuing Jesus, there will be all kinds of things that you will see in your heart that aren't quite correct. God is not um, um, surprised or embarrassed. He knows it's there. But when you are willing to confront it, so you say, the only reason why I am praying like this is because I want to see my cell grow. You know what God's going to do? He's going to cause your cell to grow. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's just going, ah, really? Oh, so you don't really love me. You just want your cell to grow. You're just using me. Fine. I'm not, hey, um, Holy Ghost, don't anoint him. It's not like that. No, not at all. No, no. So, Matthew 6, 5 and 6 shows us how we can be very specific and intentional. In Matthew 6, 5 and 6, he says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, we're going to go till 10 past, okay? So, um, it's okay. So, the first thing I want you to see about these verses is, number one, our prayers must be specific. He says, when you pray, it must be specific. Number two, it must be sincere. He says, don't pray like the hypocrite. Number three, it must be special. In other words, you go into your room. You see, one of the things about prayer that you have to recognize is, you have to make deliberate decisions to pray. Especially when you want to see God do something. Number four, it must be secluded. In other words, you are praying to the audience of one. He said, close the door. So I, I, pray in, I like to pray in open places, but it is secluded. I don't have anything distracting me. I'm focused. I do well with open spaces. I do well with the fields. I do well walking the streets and praying. I don't mind looking like a madman because it's secluded. And number five, it must be spiritual. He says, pray to your Father who is in heaven. You know, you're not, you're not doing something out of ritual. You're speaking to your heavenly Father. And so these are the dynamics that need to be there when you are praying. Our devotional time should be born out of our relationship with our heavenly Father. What's number two, somebody? Good, there you go. No. Number three is what? Special. Do you have one? 
All right, sorry, I'm, I'm being naughty again. I'm sorry. Let's just. Uh, Cell leaders must learn to share their heart with God, coupled with reading the scriptures, meditating on them, praising and thanking him, listening to his heartbeat about the cell and other issues of life. You see, my prayer times, I have all kinds of things that happens. I pray in tongues a lot. Me, for me, it's not even an issue. I pray in tongues a lot. However, I also talk to God from my heart a lot. However, I also like music in the background. Now, I use the music a lot because my soul is so crammed, so the music helps to just, duh, my soul. However, at times when I'm talking to God, I have to have the music off because it's distracting me. So the music will help me to come to a certain place. Then enough, enough of this music. I'm really troubled, you know. I've got to deal with Phil because he's just getting on my nerves. He's one of my best friends, but you know, at this point, I don't care about any best friends. So, so the music is okay. Enough now. So then we talk. I talk to the father about the issues on my heart, and then you maybe I have to prepare for something like this, and uh, you know, there's no flow. I've tried to study; it's not happening. So I say, I need your help for this seminar. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So then I'll just pray in tongues and talk to him about whatever. Da 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 da. da. And then when I feel there's a proper connection. Now, you know the seminar. Would you help me? <laughs> That's the truth. And then when I talk to him from that, when there's that connection, then there's a flow. You know, um, and sometimes I say, Dad, we, we both know. I like to tell him what we both know. We both know I don't know what I'm going to talk about. We both know I don't really want to do this. We both know I think it was a bad idea. Why, you know the amount of times I've said to him, why did I even do this camp thing that we're going to do? And then I remember, oh, Lord, you said I should do it. And I said, remember, you told me to do it. So many times I'll remind him, the only reason why we're doing this thing is because you told me I should do it. Do you understand? Yeah. So, so what your prayer time becomes a, a, a very helpful time. None of this, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I don't tell him I love him unless I really want to tell him I love him. It's not time to say I love you, Jesus. I'm not interested. I'm really upset right now. You know, I'd like to kill somebody, but it's not allowed, you know. That, so we talk, you understand? Of course, I don't swear when I'm talking to God. I don't say an effing word because we have to speak our minds. No, no, no. That is the same protocols with human relationship are also there. You can't just swear at somebody. So I can't just swear at God. You're joking, ain't you? Well, God, because you know I'm going to swear anyway, so here it goes. No, you can't do that. So we observe proper protocol, proper behavior. I won't smash something because, you know, normally nobody will understand, but God, you understand, so I'm going to smash my car. <laughs> well, after you smash it, there's not going to be a healing, a miracle to put that car together. So, no, we observe proper protocols. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Why is this important? When you understand what the prayer does for you as a cell leader, then you become motivated to seek him. You become motivated to seek him until you find him. And this is so important. In any aspect of life, in any aspect of ministry, you become motivated because you recognize it for what it is, a place of empowerment. A place of empowerment. Colossians 2.5. It says, For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order, and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. One of the things that praying daily for your cell members will do and building up a healthy devotional life 
is that it allows you to be able to stand with them when they don't even know you're there. It allows you to come into their situation and help them through it when they don't even know you're there. Paul said, though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Yeah, Prayer allows you an opportunity into people's lives. And I can tell you, pastorally, this has been one of the things I have found that has helped me in pastoring people. So many, many times I am able to anticipate what people are going to tell me because I have spoken to the Lord. Now, at times also when I see danger in people's lives, I don't say anything. I'll just pray and pray and pray and talk to the Lord. Sometimes he will say to me, verdict has been given. This is the situation. And it's like, please, can't you change it? Can't you change it? And, and it's like, the verdict is done. It's done. This is what's going to happen. So then I have to do damage limitation. Other times, we change the course of people's bad decisions without them knowing it through prayer. Yeah. So as a cell leader, when you understand the dynamic of prayer, you can do so many wonderful things. Like if you find, let's say, even husband and wife, just, just insertion there. Even uh, we have to do that, you know, I do this. You say, how's that God doing anything? Just listen. So even, <laughs> even husband and wife situations where you find that there is, a, there is a, a difficulty that cannot be reasoned with. Those who are married will understand this <laughs> phrase. A difficulty that reason is not working. Prayer can change the thing. Without saying, don't say to your spouse, I'm praying for you. No, 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 no. That will destroy everything. No, no, no. And then there are some situations where God will tell you, release. You know, there are times I want to hold on to people and the Lord will say, no, let them go. But prayer will make it easy for you to let them go. Are we still here? Challenges to praying for yourself. They include lethargy and drowsiness. Can be some of the most drearisome things to do, praying for yourself. Lord, I bring the cell before you. Before you even finish the sentence, you've forgotten what you're praying about. <laughs> yeah. Wandering mind, another one. Lord, as I pray for cell member Joseph, I need some crisp, I need some crisp, I need some crisp. Your mind is just gone. Unclean thoughts. I know none of you know what that means, but uh, where you're praying, I'm, and I'm telling you, you're praying, like you're praying and tears are rolling, Lord, I, I, really, I really love you. I really love you. And, and then, uh, that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Now, Lord, look at this. And your body is also responding to the thoughts. Now, what is this? I said, Father, nah, there is something wrong here. <laughs> and I just, you know, when they come, I just say, ah, oh, incredible. I don't receive that. And then just carry on talking to the Lord. None of this, I must be a big sinner. Settle it, you are. And just, just move on. By grace, are you saved? So when I get those thoughts, I say, ah. Oh. I don't say, how on earth could I think this way? I just think, well, let's move on. Next. Another one, busyness. Now, one of the things I've learned is to use busyness as a tool. 
So that's why I feel I need a lot more time to pray. So if I'm praying and then start thinking about things I need to do, I turn them into prayer. I make a note. I say, now, Lord, this situation here, I just want to bring it to you, da-da-da-da. It quickly rushes away. Then something else may come, da-da-da-da. And after a while, all the things that were coming, we've talked to God about. And so nothing else comes. That's why you need a lot more time than your 15-minute rhapsody of rhapsodies. Another one, tiredness. Tiredness is another thing that hinders praying for yourself. Man, I'm tired. Then you say pray for yourself. Pray for me. And then number six, lack of discipline. Holy people here don't know what that is, but it's when you don't want to force yourself to pray. How many of you know what that feels like? We all do. Another one, procrastination. It's time to pray, but I'll pray in, a, I'll pray in two hours' time. <laughs> and then number eight, lack of intention. And we say this. We say in CLF, we're not feeling it. Yeah, listen, let me tell you, you hardly ever feel like praying. Most of the time, once in a while you get these seasons, of, I really feel like it. But most of the time you don't feel like it, so get over yourself. All right, another thing about prayer for yourself for growth is learn to add fasting to your praying for growth. Now, with the fasting, I want to encourage some of these things with fasting. One, fast before the cell meeting, especially if you are believing for growth, fast before the cell meeting. Two, um, you, in the fasting before the cell meeting, you can do it a day before or you can do it on the day of the cell. Two, Encourage your members to fast periodically with you, whether it's weekly or monthly, um, or bi-monthly. Somebody said, or annually, or bi-annually. <laughs> <laughs> and three, encourage, or, or rather, pray for, pray and anoint the place where you meet periodically. If the place is your own place, then Pray over the seats. Pray over the rooms, period, especially before people come. When I used to host a cell where I lived, I'd have music in the background. I'd have an, a spiritual atmosphere. I'd clear the atmosphere because I shared the place with my brother. He wasn't saved at the time, so he had all kinds of situations in that room. We had one horrible kind of erotic picture staring at everybody when people walked in. So we had to bind that spirit attached to it so that when they walked in, they couldn't see it. It was very erotic, horrible picture. I won't even describe it. But it was, his, it was our room, and he was the oldest one. It was our house. So it was there, boom. So, and when you walked in, it was like even just there. But you know, we had... <laughs> so the first time people walked in, they would look at this thing. <laughs> Remember that picture of the woman? <laughs> yeah. But after a while, it didn't matter because we dealt with the spirits. Also, in the praying for the cell... Have um, prayer within the cell group. Prayer within the cell group. So certain things that helps with the prayer life of your church, your church, church, cell, is praying before the meeting. Group praying before the meeting, where you get cell members to be praying for the cell before the meeting. Again, with this um, social media, it makes it a lot better now to do that. And sometimes just getting the cell members to pray two minutes a day Two minutes a week, two minutes together. Let's all pray now for the cell meeting. Can do some 
wonderful things. But group prayer before the meeting, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, is very good. Secondly, prayer time during the cell meeting. So periodically, with the cells that I've led, there are times when we have a segment to pray. Periodically, segments where we pray either at the end or the middle. We pray for each other, minister to each other as part of the life of the cell. It's very, very important. And then another dynamic which I haven't incorporated properly um, is where you build prayer shields into your cell. What's that? This is where you specifically have prayer cover for yourself as a leader and for every member of the cell. And you can do it in different creative ways where you can all agree to pray for each other at a certain time, where you are praying for your cell at a certain time and getting them to pray for you at a certain time. And I think some of the things that some of us struggle with, if we got our cell members just to be praying for us once a week even, we might see a shift. But imagine if your cell members and you were praying for each other every day. Just pray that God will give you sound mind. Pray that God will give you good sleep. Let's say you find problems sleeping. You'll be surprised. Pray that God will give you a job. Pray that God will give you a husband. If you're a brother, a wife. Um, you'll be surprised. You know, look, I'm telling you, there is such power in agreement. Me, I, those things, when I was single, I wasn't embarrassed, you know. I told you straight, every prayer meeting, he'll tell you. I say, what do you want? A wife. What do you want? A wife. What do you mean, what do I want? I'm not a wife. That's what I want. None of this. If it be that I will business, no. I wanted a wife. Every time. Am I lying? Every time. They, were, they started, <laughs> they own you. You and the wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want the wife. I got married before all of them. So <laughs> I did. I did. Then they were all dating before me. They were all dating. Years, two, three, five years. I got married before all of them. Why? Because I prayed mine quickly. Pray, pray, pray. Prayer shield. <laughs> yeah. Also, praying for unsafe friends family members and visitors to the cell as a strategic effort for growth will help your cell grow. Also, praying for the area that the cell meets or your church meets as part of your strategy. Also, you can pray for an adopted nation. So as part of your prayer strategy, um, you can take a nation and you feel like God's called you guys to pray for that nation and believe for that nation, God missions on that nation, maybe even plant a church. One of our cell members has felt a burden to plant a church in another nation. And they mobilized a few people and they've gone and they've started doing amazing things. And this new opening has happened for our church. Now, um, some of our members op um, openings into other countries. Philip was the first one to pioneer Sierra Leone. Today, our largest work is in Sierra Leone. The first one, he took a group of people. Some of them were his cell members. Am I right? Yeah, cell members, they, they pioneered with um, Enoch, went to Sierra Leone, pioneered. Today, we have over a thousand members of, of CLF in Sierra Leone. As a, and it all started when Philip went first. Awesome, amen. And also praying for those who will start a new cell. You start early. So you, in your prayer time, sometimes, now I'm not saying you pray for all these things at once. I'm not saying that. But sometimes you have to be very strategic where when you start, you pick three of these and you focus on them regularly. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to pause there. Any questions, please? Um, yes. Talked about fasting. Um, mm. I mean, prayer, it's something we do daily and there's kind of guidelines as to what we do and how we pray. The area for me that I never know whether I'm doing enough or not, it's fasting. Mm. What are sort of the guidelines that perhaps you would recommend to factor sure. it? 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what a, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> sure. Um, and I'm not saying this um, to plunk my book, but honestly, in the book, it will answer all those questions. Because of the time, um, I can't give enough about that. So get the book, is there. Um, the one that's coming now, yeah, is there. This one doesn't really say much. Um, but, all right. And, Okay, actually, this one has something good in there as well, yeah. Any other questions? Yeah? Yeah, um, the, the area of um, prayer, which is a challenge. Um, for me, I guess the, um, I can identify with that, particularly myself. Um, and it's really, for me, what you shared about pressing in just continues, keep you know, asking the Lord to help you, to give you the grace and whatnot. What if you've been doing that and you're not seeing any difference? I would say I keep pressing on. It depends on how long you've been doing it for. I would, I would be interested to know what exactly you actually have been doing. Because when it comes to prayer, um, it's not a quick, easy answer. It's not. You, you have to keep pressing in over a period of time. Remember my testimony. It took me four years from when I realized I lacked the grace to pray to beginning to pray consistently, regularly. But four years of pressing in, right, before I began to. And even after I began to break into prayer, till today, I still find it hard to pray. Right? And by the grace of God, I spent a reasonable amount of time more than the average person in prayer, but I still find it hard to pray. So for me, the issue is not that I find it hard to pray because that's the nature of the human flesh. You know, it's not, prayer is not your natural impulse. It's because we're in the flesh. The issue is whether I am willing to persevere, whether I'm willing to be intentional, whether I'm willing to give it the time. You know, be, one man of God said, I think it was Mike Bickle, that your one hour of prayer, you probably only really pray five minutes. Yeah, one hour of prayer time. You probably, and, and, and I think he, he, he knows a thing or two about prayer. And this is very true. Um, that's why, again, I find praying in the spirit very useful. You know, I, I pray in the spirit a lot. I mean, I appreciate what Paul the Apostle said. I pray in tongues more than all of you. Because he knew very well how powerful it was. And you can see it in his ministry. So for me, that's why I believe in praying in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. I believe in that sincerely. Praying with my human spirit. That's what I mean. Um, because that one, I know I'm saying something. I don't know what, but I'm saying something. Um, but I don't just pray with my spirit. I pray with my understanding also. And what I find is that when I've done that, I tend to pick things up that I realize that my spirit has been communicating to God about as I pray with the understanding. Yeah. The, the other, the other yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah the, the, other, the other question is... Uh, Notice you're still holding the mic, but carry on. <laughs> yeah, um... <clears throat> Can you hurry up, sir? Yeah. <laughs> I've, just, I've just messed you just, up. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. No, it, it, it's more the, um, the, you know, praying, um, using um, other materials. So, for instance, you know, would you um, encourage having to listen to, me you know, messages? So, for instance, I'll be praying and I think, you know, I've got to run out of things to say, but I could be listening to, say, wisdom series. I could be listening to something completely for like an hour without me praying at all. And, and is, is that considered also as part of your praying devotional time? You're not praying to me, so I mean, I'm not, 
the right person to ask. You ask the boss. I think bottom line is anything that helps you to connect with God is good. Um, yeah, but I, 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 I am not one who would say to you, do, don't listen to, I, I do all kinds of things. I roll on the floor as part of my praying. You know, I listen to, I, I, I do all kinds, I, seriously, I'm not even joking. I do all kinds of things. This is prayer, you know, and just like, so um, anything that helps me connect with God. Yeah, so if you, I listen to messages, of course I do. But I will not rely on that as my means of communication with God. It's part. All right, we're going to have a break soon. Um, who signs it up so that I can see? Okay, so um, Depot, Andrew, and Tossin, go quickly. Thank you very much. I think a lot is said about prayer, but from my own perspective, a lot is more about relationship with the Lord Himself. In other words, there are rules to obey. If one consciously follows the rule, you won't be struggling in place of prayer as much as supposed to be. What do you think, sir? Um, I think that there is definitely a truth about it, but even our Lord agonized in prayer. So even the Lord agonized in prayer. Um, I think prayer involves many things. Dialogue, learning, worship or adoration. But it also involves travail. It also involves intercession. And these are dynamics which are difficult. Um, they are not simple. They are not straightforward. Um, prayer involves warfare. You know, so... It's not, it's like, you're absolutely right. It's relationship. But that relationship is not simple. In one sense, it's very simple. But in another sense, there are dynamics to it that's complicated. And the best way I can describe it is marriage. You know, if you're married to one woman or one man, let's just keep it simple, um, you know that you're not always, you may see each other every day, but you don't always understand what each other is saying. Uh, sometimes you've said the same thing before, but now you say it, it's like, why are you saying that? Uh, what do you mean, why am I saying that? And before you know it, you have a, you, there's a warfare going on. Uh, that's on a human level. Uh, of course, I don't know if this ever happened, and you guys look very married, and so I can't comment on your marriage. But the point is, we all know how these things can be. So on a human level, I can say, hello, and Depot, and you say, what do you mean by that? You know, another time I can say, hello, you can say, hello, Joseph. So when it comes to prayer, it's not straightforward, even though it's relationship. That's what I can say. And there's another factor, your flesh. Your flesh is in the way. And prayer is a spiritual dynamic, and your flesh will battle you all the way. Yeah.